Listener Production. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. I'm Ursula Carlson and in this episode I'm chatting to Daniel Connell. He's a Melbourne-based comedian. He's very funny. His show is called I'm Always Sore and he's currently playing at the Victoria Hotel. Please go and check him out during this year's Melbourne Comedy Festival. In this episode we talk about kangaroos and camera and basically how to fuck shit up. Have a listen. That's quite enough. Just shut your mouth, I don't give a stuff. It shush, please. Yes, I can hear. But I don't care, that's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. Hi, you're doing Melbourne Comedy Festival at the moment. Oh, yeah. But you're Melbourne based, right? I am, yeah, yeah. So I've lived here for about a decade now. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in a place called Batemans Bay, which is south coast, New South Wales. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, yeah. I, then I was in Canberra before here. For about three wow. years, yeah. The buzzing metropolis that oh, is Canberra. yeah, yeah. If you've never been to Canberra, so in the beginning when I was still on my African passport, I would have to fly to Canberra and go to the embassy because all the embassies are there. Yep. So I go for a shop and this lady in the <laughs> shop says to me, are you enjoying Canberra? And I go, no. And she goes, what? And she was truly shocked. <laughs> I had just walked past a guy shitting in an alleyway. I'm not even making that up. It wasn't even a proper alleyway. It was more like a door, like like a shop front, you yeah. know, that was sort of more inset. <laughs> having a shit and I walked in and uh, I think I, I bought a new bra and she goes, are you having a good time in camera? I'm like, no, I'm not. And she goes, oh, why not? Like normally people don't follow up. They just go, oh, you didn't say the normal, it's great, thanks, yeah. and they leave you to it. How did you get on at the the office? Was it nice there? Nobody shooting in the doorway at the passport place? No, it was fine. I did get a massive fright because there was a massive kangaroo when I walked up. <laughs> so the, the driver just dropped me at the front gate and I had to walk up and when I looked to the side there was just this massive kangaroo and he was sort of <laughs> leaning on his elbow looking at me with his dick out. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? This is like the coolest guy I've seen in camera yeah. in three days. <laughs> so I fucked him. Um, <laughs> we're in a relationship now. Yeah. That's that's my youngest baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> can you fuck a kangaroo? They're very muscular. They look like footy players. Can you what? Can you? Could you could you fuck a kangaroo? You know how people I'm say. I'm sure you could if you really put your mind to it. You could definitely. Because it's not like sheep. Like you know how people always tease New Zealanders for fucking mm. sheep. So if you would have to fuck an animal here, surely you'd go. You want to go patriotic and fuck well, one it's of your. Be a- a native animal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you don't want to also yeah. fuck sheep. Like we already do that. Yeah. Like we've got that that market covered. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to want to go. I think if you fuck a lady one, that's cool because you can put like your car keys and that in the pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I have to be honest with you, Daniel. I didn't think this is how we were going to start. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if you've got to... Fuck one of your native animals. It's going to have to be a kangaroo because, you know, they want to face you the whole time. Mm. If you approach, they face you the whole time in case they need to box you. Mm. So you're going to have to be really nice to that kangaroo to go around the outside to fuck them. Yeah. You're going to need some treats of some description. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that – and also if – if you were being fucked by a kangaroo, I think the male penis is quite a – I don't think it's a normal shaped. I'm Googling kangaroo dick. Fuck knows what this is doing to my algorithm. <laughs> I don't think it's like a corks, like a pig's dick, but I think it's, it's, it's in that 
Vejen. <laughs> you like that, don't you? <laughs> oh my god, I just went kangaroo penis shape. All right, it is. Oh, it's not as big as you'd think. It looks like a sweet potato that's been left in the fridge for too long. You know, you leave a sweet potato oh, for too yeah. long, and they go frizzled up a bit and a different color. That's what you that put yours like. in the fridge. Sweet potatoes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that open to a can of worms? Dude, is that? Mate, I'm just. It's interesting. I've never. Mm. Imagine just an animal the, that would do that. Like, <laughs> no, you just put them with the potatoes in a dark cupboard. <laughs> I put potatoes in the crisper as well, actually. No, the, uh, yeah. because the light makes it green and that actually makes it poisonous. Oh, that's Did why I've been that? sick for so long. That yeah. explains why. Yeah, that's why you don't, only have one eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look it up. <laughs> Put down your phone. He's got two. <laughs> what were you doing in Canberra? I, I was a chef after school and then yeah. I, I went into public service, as everybody does in Canberra, yeah. and just worked uh, Just worked in a mailroom for de, in a defence department to Melbourne. Yeah, that sounds yeah. boring as shit. Yeah. The only interesting thing was maybe twice a year we did bomb, like in case they got bombs in the mail. Oh, yeah. You'd have to do little courses on listen for ticking and things like that. But Oh, yeah. That was it. I have to say... I've had one of the biggest nights of my life in camera where, you know, when you're so drunk and then the next morning you wake up, and I'm not a big drinker, but but occasionally my soul leaves my body and just goes, <laughs> you, you do it, you do you. And then I woke up the next morning um, and I, I wasn't in the bed in the hotel. I was lying on the floor in front of it. Kangaroo and next I, year? Kangaroo next to me smoking a cigarette <laughs> and <laughs> little dick softy um, <laughs> and uh, had to rummage through his wife's pouch for the key, <laughs> looking for my cell phone and my self-esteem. And then um, one of my friends the night before when we were fucked, we were so drunk, just at someone's house, right, at one of these massive houses, it would be near the house where the Prime Minister lives. She's mm-hmm. in that same yeah. street. So Ooh. hashtag lots of money. Anyway, <laughs> she booked us on one of those little river boats that you can oh, go up yeah. and down <laughs> with yeah. a table and yeah. then there's a there's chili bin in there yeah. um, filled with booze. So we're still drunk. And, <laughs> and she had baked us. She never went to bed. She baked onion pies. <laughs> We got on that boat and then the <laughs> petrol fumes from that that little boat and there was yeah. like 12 of us on it. We nearly sunk it. It was like water level and we were going up and down and it was some weird walk your dog day and there was just people <laughs> with dogs barking. It was like I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience yeah. and like I'm, I just had that moment where I'm like, I'm going to tip myself out the back of the boat like a diver <laughs> and just end it all. <laughs> I, I think it's impossible to drown yourself without yeah. weight and stuff, but I think I was at that point where I'm like, I have zero will to make it to yeah. the end of this day. Just strap a few onion pies to yourself and <laughs> go on. <laughs> you never know when you're going to hit rock bottom, but I think that was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let me, okay, so you're in Melbourne. You're at the Vic Hotel. Yeah. Which is one of my favourite places to perform. I performed there a few years ago. And you know why I love it there? There's that. There's a homeless lady that plays piano in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, I think she that lives moved. there. Oh, really? Yeah, they gave her a room for life, for free, oh. in the, at the Vic Hotel. 
Is she is she from a was she classically trained or something? Is she Yeah, she used to yeah. play for the um Australian Philharmonic or something. Wow. But then she went through massive trauma. Both she's got mm. four kids, both her daughters died. Oh, terrible. And then she just went into this. And there's been heaps of time, you know, where people have offered her accommodation or whatever. That's why the Vic Hotel, um, that's what I heard then, uh, offered her a room for the rest of her life just in yeah. the hotel. And But she doesn't always use it, but she's oh. got that space there and I think that's where she was throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's just what I was. A few people kept checking in with me mm. and still do will send me photos of her because I put her in my book too. I tell the story about how I met her. And then, mm. um, yeah, and, and I think the Herald did a story about her and oh, her right. super interesting life. Yeah. yeah. I think I would definitely keep an eye out for her now. Yeah, oh yeah, man. I did. I did the carpet room one year as well. Oh wow! Uh, um, I've had people. Yeah, people say they they were on a blind date, and years later they're still together, and they come back yeah. to your show every year. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the odd little nice nice story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's the kind of thing I think that sort of doesn't matter how shitty the internet gets. That's the kind of stuff that. Pulls me out of it, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. that make me go, I don't give a fuck, bro. You don't know yeah. how many people it helps. <clears throat> this guy comes up who was sitting alone and he goes, uh, my dad and I come to your show every single year that you've been coming to Adelaide. So that's since 2009. He goes, my dad bought the tickets again for us to come. He goes, and then this morning my dad died. He wasn't even that old. Like he was in his mm. 60s. He goes, and I just thought... I'm still going to come to your show because yeah. my dad was so excited about it and he came to the show. Yeah, wow. And that's why I don't pick on people because you don't know. You don't know whose yeah. dad died that morning. Yeah. Yeah, you imagine, know, if, like, imagine if Imagine you're... if I go, hey, Nigel, no, mates, where the fuck's your friend? Died this morning. I'm sure that's happened at times Oh, to 100%. 100% mm. that would have happened. Yeah. Even, even this festival... There's a lady who's a huge fan of mine. You know, when they message you every year and every year yeah. you sort of you get to know your audience. Yeah, yeah. And um, she died from a massive 37, massive heart oh. attack, just boom, dropped dead. All her friends are coming on her birthday, which is during the festival, which yeah. I would normally have a photo with her, and they're coming to celebrate her birthday. I mean, some of my audience members stay alive. I should say that. Like well, some of them yeah. stay alive. I want you to know that, Daniel. I don't. <laughs> Is it, yeah, you, yeah, you're the it's common. You're, you're a I'm bit a of a killer. I'm a killer, man. <laughs> killer <common> den- <laughs> the common denominator here. If we start, we really peel the layers back. <laughs> Have you ever had anything really weird happen in the room while your show was going on? Uh, I've had a man shit himself. Oh, in, yeah. Huh? I've had a man yeah. shit his pants. And you, you noticed while you were on stage, or you found out afterwards? It was at a bar. You would have done Spleen Bar in the Melbourne in the city before. Have you done Spleen oh. Monday night? No. It's a Monday night regular. It's been going forever. And uh, I just I was, I was hosting and he was in the front row and he fell asleep. <gasps> and right, I was setting up a joke and the room was quiet and he you, he made the sounds of oh, no. a person shitting themselves. Yeah. Oh, no. And he proceeded to carry on and everybody just lost their mind, obviously, and we had yeah. to stop the show and... The barman. Did he wake and, up at this point or he sleeps? Kind like- of, kind of, yeah. And they got, sort of got him up. He was all floppy and sleepy and they walked him out to This is why you have to be nice to bar staff. And then that man actually, he moved to Canberra uh, and now he just shits in doorways around the city of Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne city of <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and now he's leader of the opposition. 
<laughs> and then I did one in country New South Wales. I did yeah. a RSL Club's 45th anniversary. Yes, yeah. I get I get the big I get the big gigs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just had to do 15 minutes, two 15-minute sets and they bought dinner out during one of the sets and they bought dessert out during the second one and I was just cranky and it just wasn't going well. Average age was probably 75 as well. And then the highlight, I turned – like I felt just flashing lights behind me on the stage and I turned around to see they were rotating through photos of all the members of the club who had passed away in the previous no. 12 months. No. During my no. set. How, is that – that's, yeah, it felt targeted. I just, yeah, so they're just going through, yeah, Ernie yeah, died. Memoriam. Yeah, Belinda died and, yeah. Fuck. So that was Holy probably. Holy shit. I mean, their average age by now, no one would be talking about it. At least no one would have posted about it on social media. True, true. There was no one live tweeting your set. <laughs> <laughs> true. I uh, I did a gig in We Jasper once, which is, an hour out of Canberra and we we're on the back of a truck and a man started throwing sheep poo sheep. at us oh, wow. just with the shovel, just flinging it at us or at me during my set. And that that was a bad kick. That was bad. That didn't go very well. Um, that sounds shit, mate. Yeah, yeah, real shit. Um, okay, yeah, th- so that would be, I reckon that they're the sort of the three that spring to mind. What, what would your, have you got any crackers? The worst gig for me would have been in Adelaide a corporate, I had accidentally broken my ankle that morning and I hadn't got it wrapped up yet. Like when I say morning, three o'clock in the morning. I didn't know. I thought I had just sprained it. It was really swollen and blue and everything. <laughs> I I jumped on my own foot with my own, own other foot because there was a mouse on the pillow. I was reading. <laughs> I was in bed reading. I was living in the hills, in Adelaide Hills, um, there's a lot of, you know, like snakes and mice mm. and all this shit. And she's got two cats and the one cat came in and I went, hey, buddy. And um, <laughs> he opened his mouth and I saw something run out and it was his mouth. And I, I freaked out and I got him back in bed and I started reading my book. And as I was lying on the bed with my book in my hand, I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked to the side and that mouse was on the pillow next to my head washing its little face by <laughs> And it was so close to my ear, I could just hear that. <laughs> and then I just, I jumped out of that bed. I was screaming. The mouse ran up my arm um, and I couldn't get it, you know, sort of shaken off me. And I, I was jumping like this, up and down, up and down. And, um, yeah, I jumped on my own foot and I broke my own foot. So with that blue foot, I went and I got on stage. I'd never done a corporate before. This is like my first year of doing a solo. They were eating. It was very fancy and my comedy isn't really for fancy people. I'm more, (laughs) you know, a a bogan. And then, um, yeah, this lady just put her hand up and said, so can you leave? And before I could say anything, someone yelled, shut the fuck up, Jane. And my name isn't Jane, so I assumed this was her. And then someone else, yeah, yeah, fuck up, Jane. And I just went, oh, I guess shut the fuck up, Jane. And then she sat down and she, um, the guy that booked me, uh, Raul, was in the back of the room. And I said to him, um, what do I do? <laughs> just on the mic. I didn't know. And he goes, it's your gig, mate. If you want to tell her to fuck off, tell her to fuck off. So I go, um, fuck off, Jane. <laughs> I think he gave me $800 cash in hand per night. I'd tell yeah. Jane to fuck off for $800 a night. Yeah. Do you know do you, do you know what Jane's doing now, by the way? 
No, no idea. No, I know no. she's no longer the weather girl. I think they told her <laughs> to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you people, people put too much um, value on reviews. Do you allow reviews mm. in your room? I've never, I, I do if they want to come, I just say, yeah, sure. But I don't, um, I just like, I like the idea of, you know, building the crowd being the reviewers and them telling their friends and yeah. build, building the it that best. way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only true one. Like, and honestly, I don't yeah. want good. I don't want bad. I don't. Bad, yeah. I don't want. Uh, get, like, keep my fucking mouth out of your fucking paper. Yeah, yeah. Or my my name out of your fucking mouth out of the paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Don't we'll, talk about me. Shut I the know. fuck up. I don't. Will you know, Smith, like please. it's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so subjective. Like what's funny yeah. to, you know, like I know my comedy is very mainstream because I'm very mainstream. I'm, mm. you know, I'm a very average. Almost fifty year old lady, you know. Yeah. And when I say lady, very loosely, then we'll consider <laughs> fucking kangaroo. But <laughs> I will not fuck a kangaroo. <laughs> Give it too time. Mu- too muscly. Yeah. I mean, about- maybe if it buys me a wine every. <laughs> <laughs> what about eight roll off? Is your eight hundred dollars a night to fuck a kangaroo? That's good money. I mean, you know, how many people will be in the room? I'll do it if there's an audience. <laughs> If I can get a laugh out of it. <laughs> Ten years ago, the, there was the social media, putting your own clips up and things wasn't really a thing and blowing up on social media wasn't. So a lot of them are, you know, they're all, everyone's blowing up. There's people in the festival I hadn't heard of, young comics yeah. who have got 50,000 followers from online presence or 200,000 followers. So they're, yeah, there's, and there's multiple of them. So they're all helping each other and giving tips to each other. We're back before that. We're, everybody was kind of trying to get one or two jobs, you know. There was yeah. only a few opportunities. So everybody was a little bit more cagey about helping another person out or, you know. Yeah. I think now they're just, yeah, there's more things for them because you can just, it's all in your control now. You can just go clips yeah. on social media, film everything yourself. Mainstream TV is kind of dying a little bit. You know, viewership, so, you know, TikTok. So have you been paying attention on except, Channel 10? Except for that beautiful show, yeah. <laughs> A gift, gift from God. And thank God you're here, which is returning soon. Yeah, yeah. Not saying I was the one that um, 100% got that back because when I spoke to Tommy Gleisner, I said, when when will you guys bring that show back? Because when I moved to New Zealand in 2006, that was a show that was playing and I mm-hmm. used to watch that and go, this is funny as shit. Uh, and then... That's sort of how I met a lot of the comic or knew of a lot of the Australian comics. And he goes, oh, yeah, we've put that on the shelf. I go, can you please bring that back? And he said, if yeah. we bring it back, will it come on it? I go, yeah, bring it back. And now it's back. So just saying, Great. 100% brought it back. They probably thought about it before. But yeah. I was the one that 100%. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you on there then. When is, it, is that shooting soon? Of, uh, I'm, not, I'm not very good at improv. Yeah, We'll yeah, find I, out. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll read about it in the Herald behind the paywall. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. Um, how many kids have you got? One. Do you share stuff on socials? Do you, do you t- show photos and stuff on socials? No, I've got like the, I can, you know how you can do the private green? Yeah. I've got one of those for friends and family but not on my main sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, to, I like to just keep it separate. When my... My daughter was born. The newspapers and, and the magazines started phoning, asking about details and can they come and have a photo shoot? And I went, ah. Oh. And then I went, no. Yeah. And then they got sneaky and this is what was the alarm bell for me. So I was at the hospital and then they phoned my wife while I was still in the room 
um, and they got her number off the company's register, which is what? open in New Zealand. I know, it's crazy. It's a fake address on mine now. Anyway, so then um, <laughs> they then they then called her and said, hey, um, we're just finding from the Herald. We just spoke to Ursh and she said to contact you to arrange a photo shoot that we can come around and take a photo of you and the baby. and <laughs> And then she just gave me the eyes and I took her phone and I literally had just spoken to the person. I go, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't be a fucking vulture. And I just hung up the phone. That's big time when you start getting paparazzi chasing after you. That's Was it a party <laughs> that was like, that's actually kind of cool. Like they're cool. Yeah. They're, yeah. 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 <laughs> nailing, yeah. nailing this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think our, our kids, our sons have something in common. They're both sleepwalkers. Yep. Oh, yeah. Really? Your son too? It's creepy as fuck. It is scary. Oh, yeah, he's done it. A, he's done it a couple of times, and he generally just will come down the hallway to our bedroom. But there was one night I lit him up with my phone torch, and he was yeah. just standing, f- facing the wall, still with his arms down by his side, yeah. and almost his forehead resting up against the wall. Like, yeah. and eyes I, open, eyes closed. Oh, see, mine yeah. does it with his eyes open. I, I, my brother and I sleep talk and when we were little we used to talk to each other, my mum says. We could have a whole conversation. <laughs> um, and my brother will sleepwalk. But like in our family it's so bad. My aunties and them had to get these alarms on their back door so when it opens they heard the kids were on yeah. their way out in the middle of the night. I just locked the top of the doors, you know, I've got sliders that go at the top so they can't yeah. reach it. But I'm five foot two. I struggle to reach it too. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody living that house. <laughs> Yeah, they told they just told us lock the fr- obviously lock the front and back door, and that. But they, yeah. she said that they'll just keep walking like they just. I said, how far would he go? She says, he'll just go. So I left the front door open one night and just let him, let him go, and yeah, yeah just sort of put, drove. Put behind your Apple him. Watch on him and get your ten thousand yeah, yeah. steps. <laughs> yeah, I'm dr- done for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and just drive behind him like a support vehicle for an athlete. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, let me ask you. Um, what shits you to absolute death about other people? Um, other people, mm. there was many things. One thing that really is is always been my peeve since I've driven is when people speed up, when you're going behind someone, they're doing 90 and then they get to the overtaking zone yeah. and they go 100 or 110 yeah. and you can't get past them. I don't, know, I don't yeah. understand what is in... I don't know how to say what's going on there with people. What? Why yeah. is that a well, thing? Well, because it's not a passing lane. It's a performance-enhancing lane. <laughs> I, I've seen cars in there that's like the fucking exhaust is dragging. It's got 800,000 <laughs> kilometres on the clock. You can see, you can hear the fan bell. And then as soon as you get to the passing lane, all of a sudden it's going 240 kilometres an hour and you're like, what the fuck? I've got yeah. a brand new car I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, it's that competitiveness. It's like... We, yeah. we don't want people to pass. When you pull up, you go, oh, I'm going to go with a van. Yeah. You go, I'm going to fucking floor it. I can, yeah. I can beat that. Like you just, we are just, I think human beings are just competitive. competitive and I think yeah. that's the, you know, you, you're going to mm. go, fuck this guy. But I, sometimes what, what shits me even more, say when I'm on a cruisy drive, like my mum lives two and a half hours away from me and sometimes I'll drive her back home when she's been visiting for a weekend or whatever and then her and I just have a cruisy drive and we just gossip about everyone and I go slow and then someone will be on my ass, and I want mm. them to pass in the passing lane and then I'll slow down to 80 and they'll fucking slow down too. Oh. I'm like, no, cunt, come around. <laughs> You're on my ass. It's like they're listening in on the conversation. Yeah. Do you get your arm? 
Do you get yeah, your I arm do, out? I do. Yeah. I get the arm out. I'm like, yeah. fucking go, cunt. Yeah. And then <laughs> that my sounds- mom's like, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> That's that's a clear sign you've spent a bit of time in Australia on Australian roads. If you're yelling yeah. out, "Go cunt!" with your arm yeah. out, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even at the top of the escalator. You know when you go on the top of the escalator, and I don't know what the fuck people do. You've got at least if it's a, some escalators are short, but they fast or whatever. You've got minimum ten seconds on it. Yeah, uh, like to think when I get to the top, I'm going to go left. Yeah. All right. Like you've got an option when you get to the or straight, but straight, then they get straight, to the top yeah. and they just stand there yeah. and look at us like, where the <laughs> fuck do you think the rest of us who's still coming on this motorized stair, <laughs> where the fuck do you think we're going? I don't want to crawl up your asshole at the top of a fucking escalator. As soon as it, like, you know how sometimes at the travelator at the airport it'll say, uh, get ready to step off yeah. the travelator. As soon as you step on an escalator, it should say, Decide now, left or right, cunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we should be allowed to give them a forearm, like a straight forearm in the back. 100%. Forward, yeah. like if they're not, if they're in the way, yeah, that should be your, socially like accepted. Think, because you've got the handle still, so you can sort of lean back and just put your whole foot on the lower For, back. Mm, that would, they'd go straight then, wouldn't they, definitely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, yeah. you know, because you want a bit of momentum in there. Unless I don't want to be. Yeah, unless you did a roundhouse. Right. You could get them left or right. Yeah, jump kick in the nuts from the back. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the one thing about you that shoots you to death? Uh, the, the, you know what it is these days is I can't, I struggle to switch off. I don't know how you go with, I struggle um, w- like with work and I ta- sort of take care of all my own emails and things. I really struggle if I go away for a family a little getaway. Or something I struggled to, especially with social media being so prominent now, being on my phone all the time, I struggle to put it down, put things down and just totally not think about work for a while. That, and that's happened in the last probably two or three years, I reckon. It's really pissing me off. It is hard. It's mm. hard when you, you know, like you're a business and mm. it's like if you were a plumber, you'd have to do the same, you know. You'd, yeah. Um. Yeah, it is hard. I I kind of try whenever I'm with the kids to not have my phone out and not um, because when my son was about 18 months old, he would go, no phone, no phone. Yeah, my son's saying, put it down, put it down. He's saying that now, yeah. Yeah, but it is hard. It's hard. Yeah, I find like he gets up at seven now and I find we take it in turns of getting up and I'll leave my phone in the bedroom and go to the living room with him for a couple of hours. But um, that's probably the... Most I'm not on, you know, looking at something. So I've, I've just, yeah, I'd love to be able to improve. I'm sure there's things I can watch or podcasts I can listen to that give you tips on how to just, um, yeah, get away from it a little bit. I more. reckon don't be too hard on yourself. Like mm. if if uh, if you were still working in the mailroom in Canberra, mm. you'd, I mean, you wouldn't be stuck in traffic because it's Canberra, but <laughs> you would be away from home. Like you'd only be there for bath time. Yeah, true. You know, true. and you wouldn't spend yeah. that two hours in the morning with him. We're yeah. in the lucky position that when you are home, you are home. Mm. And I'm baking. I'm fucking Martha Stewart over there. I'm like <laughs> if they've got, they have these dress-up days at school or green day or whatever, I'm fucking sewing outfits. <laughs> I'm doing all of this shit. So then I'm like, no, when I'm there, I'm 100% there. I'm there for everything from that. When they open their, their eyes to when they go to sleep at night, I, yeah. I even cut their hair like we're fucking Amish. <laughs> 
What do you do? You pop a bowl on and just cut around the bowl, or no, mate? I'm pretty good. I told oh, you yeah? I went to military school. Um, <laughs> I this is stuff. how I used to. My, oh my god! I just opened my phone and there was kangaroo ducks <laughs> 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 to make extra money at school. I used to do haircuts and that, um, and I charge like five bucks for a haircut. No, oh. I can do the fade. I even put in lightning bolts, whatever you want. Wow. You, Pretty well, good. I can. I should do that at the festival. I can. I can do haircuts at the festival. To your oh, crowd after they leave, or no, no, to the other comedians. Com- comedians, yeah. I can cut your hair. I'll have do a got, haircut for you tonight. Yeah, if you got multiple, or would everybody be walking around with the same cut? Do you think? Just with maybe no, I can do separate because I I do yeah. my daughter's hair too. I can cut okay. your bob too, but not not with what you <laughs> not with what you're rocking at the moment. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I had such a fun morning. Thanks very much for having me on. It was really nice to chat to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. Supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister. Don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know. But definitely share it with a friend. Mm-hmm.